is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside, and he took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went into where the child was. And taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumai, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this. And he told them to give her something to eat. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, we are as the people of old, longing to reach out and touch the hem of garments passing near. In faith, we claim Jesus' promise to all. Do not be afraid, just believe. So we cling to that which is unseen, for it is by the healing word spoken that we are set free. Open our ears, our minds, our hearts to receive the word that you have prepared for us this day. Amen. In a Peanuts comic strip, Linus is eating a sandwich. And he makes this observation. He says, you know, hands, they are fascinating things. I like hands. I think I have nice hands. My hands seem to have a lot of character. These are hands which may someday accomplish great things. These are hands which may someday do marvelous works. They may build mighty bridges or heal the sick or hit home runs or write soul-stirring novels. These are hands which may someday change the course 
of human destiny. And looking at Linus's hands, Lucy says, well, they've got jelly on them. <laughs> but Linus is proud of his jelly-covered hands. Now, you need to know that by this point in Mark's story, Jesus was a celebrity. People were coming from all over to hear him teach. And even more to the point, they were coming to him now for healing. And we just might be able to understand. Because you see, there were no reliable doctors. There were no MRIs, no CAT scans, no x-rays, no diagnostic tools of any kind. Only prayer and herbs and doctors with the most primitive skill and knowledge. So people who were desperate for help, they had no reliable place to turn to. But you see, word got out about a man whose very presence, it seems, brought healing. So quite naturally, people just rushed out to see him. And of course, Jesus responded. Many were healed. And then even more people came. By the thousands, they came. They crushed in around him, seeking his healing power. So here comes Jairus. He's a desperate man. His little daughter was ill to the point of death. Now remember, please, that Jairus was one of the rulers of the synagogue. This put him in a position of having to support the rigid rules and regulations of Jewish law. In a lot of ways, that would have put him in direct opposition to Jesus. But he was desperate. His daughter was so very ill that he made a deliberate decision. He came to Jesus himself and he fell at his feet and he begged Jesus to please come to his house. Heal his little girl. So Jesus went with him. And as they were making their way there in the middle of the crowd was a woman who'd been seeping blood for 12 years. What doctors would call a hemorrhage. How sad and uncomfortable and humiliating. Even worse, Leviticus 15 says that such a woman is unclean. This means that no one was supposed to touch her as long as that bleeding continued. She would not have been allowed to get married. She wasn't even supposed to go to the temple for worship or Bible study. She was a despised and lonely woman, and no one could help her. So here she was, an impoverished outcast, almost without hope. But she comes to Jesus. You see, she's heard about him, and he represents hope for her. So there she is in the rush of the crowd, and she's really in a tough spot because she can't cry out about her condition and get his attention. The crowd would just push her away. No one is even supposed to touch her. Unclean! Unclean! She's supposed to yell. But who knows how an angry crowd, what an angry crowd might do. She can't risk speaking out, hoping that Jesus would somehow just reach out 
and touch her. But if she could just get close enough to touch Jesus, touch the hem of his garment, well then maybe she would be healed and he probably wouldn't even know. But he knows. Jesus knows. You have a problem or a need? Jesus knows. So she came up behind Jesus and she touched his cloak. And immediately, Mark tells us, her bleeding stopped and she was freed from her suffering. And he knew. Jesus turned around, looked at the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Well, the disciples, they're surprised by that question. You see people crowding all around you, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking to see who'd done it. And you can imagine that the woman must have just been mortified. She thought that she could hide in the crowd, but it didn't work. And she was found out exposed. And Mark tells us, well then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And folks, though we can feel for her being exposed, it probably had to be public. For you see, the community had shunned her because of her condition and the community needed to know that she was now free from that condition. And Jesus speaks to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Be freed physically. Be freed socially. Be freed spiritually. Be freed. And while Jesus was still speaking to her, People from Jairus' house came to deliver the news that his daughter was dead and that Jairus should not trouble Jesus anymore. But Jesus disregarded this word about his daughter being dead and that there was no need for him to go on. He pressed on to Jairus' house. And when he got there, the house was full of people weeping and wailing and kicking up a fuss. And Jesus asked, why all the commotion and the weeping? The child's not dead, but merely sleeping. And you know what they did? They laughed at him. So Jesus put them all outside of the house. And he took Jairus and his wife and the disciples who were with him. And he went to the room where the child was. And he took the little girl by the hand and he said, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And she got up, and everyone was amazed. That's an important and beautiful story. Because there is someone here today who is feeling hopeless about some situation in your life. Maybe you've kept it a secret from your family, even your closest friends. But hear me, Jesus knows. Maybe it has to do with your health or your marriage. 
Maybe it's a situation in your family that defies healing. Perhaps there's a son or a daughter that you're concerned about. Maybe your business is failing and you are at your wit's end. Maybe there's a secret sin that has you in its grip. And you think to yourself, if there was only something I could do, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I would be set free. This story today offers that kind of hope. Life happens, folks. Faith has little to do with what happens to us. It has everything to do with how we handle what happens to us. And ultimately, God is in control. So the big ask this morning is really, how much can we trust God? And if we completely trust God through all the hills and valleys of our lives, I know that we will inevitably hear these words. Child of mine, your faith has made you well. And ultimately, arise my child, wake up from death. To God be the glory. Amen.